0: Praise the Lord. Thank you for watching KCHF TV out of Albuquerque, New Mexico on Channel 11. We want to bless you and thank the Lord for your life and for your faithfulness to viewing this program and for viewing the local channel here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We are so blessed as a ministry that the Lord has opened these doors and these airwaves. And we just want to thank the Lord for allowing us to disciple and equip men in prisons through the Second Man Ministry of the Bible You know, we started uh, reaching uh, people in prisons many, many years ago. Uh, At the age of 18, I began to dedicate my life to ministry and visiting uh, prisons and jails and and going in and ministering to them. But you know the challenges that we've had since March of 2020 uh, with prison closures and church closures and business closures, that slowly but surely prisons are beginning to open back up. So I just want to thank you for praying for the prisoners You know, the apostle Paul said, remember those who are in chains and do not forget me, your brother in Christ. You know, the apostle Paul was used of God tremendously from a prison cell. Who would have thought that Paul could literally give us the foundation of the church from prison? Think about that, that Paul, the apostle from a prison cell, wrote the book of Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians. He wrote the book of Philemon. You know, Paul encountered a young man by the name of Onesimus who was a runaway youth who was discarded and the Bible says that to uh, Philemon he was of no use to you but now he's of greater use to you not only to you but also to me and to the Lord and so we're just blessed that your child might be in prison they might have committed a terrible and horrible and horrendous crime but they're going to encounter Apostle Paul they're going to encounter an Apostle Paul perhaps maybe even a Barnabas who will We'll we'll teach them the ways of the Lord. And if they encounter someone who's doing the second Man school of the Bible, I guarantee you that the Lord is going to build a solid foundation on their life. And I just want to thank you for supporting this ministry, supporting this very fruitful ministry that the Lord has given us to disciple men and women in the state of New Mexico and throughout all the prisons in the state of New Mexico. May the Lord bless you for that. I want to just this morning thank you for... For, for supporting this program and supporting Second Man School of the Bible. You can visit our website at Danielariano.org for more resources and ministry updates. Also, my wife and I, Esperanza, would love to have you in one of our services and meet you. You can join us on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock at the Rock in Española. We would love to introduce ourselves to you and just get to know you. We thank you for your phone calls when you've called us. We thank you for, you know, your support and Uh, just being able to pray for you. Well, we would love to meet you if you're watching us. We love the people of Albuquerque. And every one of you that have reached out to us, we want to thank you and just glorify the Lord for your life because we do need your prayers also. And so this morning uh, in the studio, I want to preach a message that the Lord gave me. It's one of our second-man school of the Bible lessons, and uh, we're using these lessons to uh, equip men and women uh, men and women who have dedicated their lives to these uh, foundational lessons, and, and some of them go beyond just the basics of the faith uh, because the Bible says that we ought to go beyond the elementary principles of the faith. And uh, that's what second man is. There's a, a next steps component for new believers, and then it goes in to even uh, uh, you know, higher steps, I guess, if you would say. And so this discipleship curriculum is being used in the prisons throughout the state of New Mexico by male. And uh, I need to bring all the letters and read you some letters. And I think one day we'll do a program with just ministry letters and prayer requests and just to show you exactly the harvest that we're getting. So thank you for those of you guys that are invested into this ministry. Uh, I would like to teach a message that the Lord put on my heart. I'm really going to be speaking about the rapture of the church because we don't really speak about the rapture of the church. And I really believe that the church of Jesus Christ, um, you know, we always believe in an imminent return of Jesus Christ. And there's something about this theology of the imminent return of Jesus Christ that makes us live holy, that makes us live righteous, that makes us live seeking the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, theology that is not being taught or maybe it's been forgotten. You know, we don't talk about the blood or the cross because, you know, we want to be gentle and and, and not seem, you know, very uh, judgmental. or or we don't talk about these things, but there's power still in the blood of Jesus Christ. There's power in speaking in tongues. The Bible says to build up yourself in your most holy faith, you know? And so I pray that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit today. And also the second coming, that it does something, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the teaching of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, does something tremendous in the life of a believer because it gets us ready. It prepares us. Now. Concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's really two kinds of people, two kinds of Christians, foolish and wise. Which one are you? The Bible says in the book of Matthew, if you have your Bibles, I'm not going to read the whole parable, but in Matthew 25, verse five, it says, while the bridegroom was delayed, they slumbered and slept. You know, a lot of us are slumbering and sleeping and Jesus Christ we see the nations at war we see the turmoil in our streets we see the violence in our streets we see laws that don't make sense we see injustices in our world now we call evil good and good evil and people are turning their backs on God and it seems like the whole world is in chaos we got fires in our state we just pray for those little communities throughout our state that are been evacuated we're praying for you we see the violence in our streets we see the nations in turmoil we see the threat of global and nuclear war think about that could we possibly be experiencing those signs happening closer and closer and closer the Lord is coming soon and the Bible says that when we see these signs, we ought to look up because our redemption is drawing nigh. So you're either a wise believer or a foolish believer. And the Bible says that while the bridegroom delayed, they all slumbered and slept. You know, we, we get used to it. We get comfortable because God is delaying his return. And the book of First Peter teaches us um, that we should be living holy and godliness, looking for a new heaven and a new earth. Second Peter, chapter three, verse 11 through 14. The Bible says, "The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, but He's not willing that anyone should perish, but all to come to repentance. So sometimes this delay is because God is wanting people to come to Him. But how are people going to come to Him? How are people going to know the Lord if the church, if, if those that have been sanctified and separated, if those that have been called and justified, how are they going to come to the Lord if we're sleeping? The Lord is going to have a harvest. The Lord is going to have a remnant. But the Bible says that we ought to be ministering. We ought to be reminding people, yes, the Lord is... Not slow in keeping His coming, but He will come as He promised. The Bible says on the last days there will be scoffers and they'll be saying, where is the coming of the Lord? He's coming very soon. He's coming for a church. Are you ready? Are you ready? Pastor Adrian Rogers, I never had the privilege of meeting Adrian Rogers, but he's a fabulous preacher. And he said this, and he was talking to the preachers and the pastors, and he said, we need to get our heads out of the clouds of prophecy and get our feet onto the pavement of soul winning you know are your feet on the ground soul winning and that's what we need to be doing is yes I know prophecy is important and we want to know the the signs and the times and we want to know the seasons that we're living in but Jesus says I am coming at an hour you know not so be ready the Son of Man is coming in a day and an hour where you know not And We ought to remember that Jesus Christ promised that he will return, that he will come again, and he will come at a time when we are not expecting. You know, one day we were reading this verse uh, where Jesus said, no one knows the day or the hour, so be ready. And my niece, Kayla, she's an adult now. She's a powerful woman of God doing great exploits. And I just want to thank her over the air because she's really... A tremendous soldier for the kingdom of God but when she was a little baby girl her mom was telling her Jesus is coming on a day and an hour that people do not know and she I guess out of the mouth of babes God declared praise and I wrote it in the margins of my Bible she said well does anyone know the month and the year <laughs> and I just thought that was cute but no one knows but our admission our admonition is to be ready the Bible says and at midnight a cry was heard Matthew 25 6 at midnight a cry was heard behold the bridegroom is coming go out to meet him you know not to get introduced to him but to be ready for him in other words you prepared your life now he's coming for you and the Bible says that all those virgins arose and trimmed their light, their lamps. And the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. You know, is your lamp, is your oil going dry? Is your lamp going dry? Is your oil going out? Have you slumbered and slept? But the Bible says that ten of those virgins, five of them were wise, and the Bible says they trimmed their lamps. You know, the Greek word for trimmed is the word kosmeo, which is the title of my sermon. And kosmeo is the word we get, the English word cosmetic. You know, it used to be, I don't know if they still do this, in, when you would go behind the cameras or in the studio, and they would, you know, put makeup or powder on you to d- decrease the glare on your face. But one of the worst things that you could do as a young boyfriend is visit your girlfriend unexpectedly. We've all had those circumstances. Maybe you're a young girl and you've had this experience, but the worst thing to do is to visit your girlfriend or maybe someone that you like unexpectedly and knock on their door and they open up the door and they come out to the door and they look at you like a ghost because they forgot that you were coming over and they had not a drop of makeup. I remember the first time that when I saw my wife as a teenager before we were married without makeup, I knocked on the door, I guess unexpectedly. I got used to going over, but this day when I walked in, she had just stepped out of the shower, and she was getting ready, and she had not a single drop of makeup. And when she looked at me, she was like, oh, my God. But I said, you look nice. You look good. And that word cosmeo is where we we get the word cosmetic. In other words, it's we're made up. We're ready. And Jesus, when he comes, he doesn't want to find us And this means more than makeup. But he wants us, found us made up. Is your mind made up? I'm waiting for the Lord. Is your mind made up? My life belongs to him. Is your life made up? I'm seeking the kingdom of heaven. And I'm awake. The Bible says to awake from your slumber. The Bible says, woe to those who are at ease. And I want to remind you today that something... uh, might happen to you that God will get your attention something might happen to you that God will cause you to wake up and he doesn't have to do those some things but sometimes God gives us a wake-up call your wake-up call may be different than others but something has to happen for us to begin to begin to trim our lamps the Bible says at night they begin to trim their lamps because their lamps needed to be trimmed that, that 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 wax, the flax needed to be trimmed so, so the light could keep giving, so that the oil could keep being absorbed. And the Bible speaks of us trimming our lamps and as we trim those lamps that have been burned, those, the, those flaxes that have been burned, it's, it's, we're, we're allowing the oil to be absorbed and the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to absorb the oil so that he could be the light of the world. He doesn't want a church that's sleeping and slumbering. You remember in the Mount of Olives where Jesus was praying right before his betrayal, his arrest, the Bible says that he was praying he told the disciples, why don't you stay right here while I go to pray? And then he tells Peter, keep watch with me, to keep watch with me. And the Bible says that Jesus went and he was just a stone away from the disciples. And the Bible says he began to wept bitterly and he began to pray. And then when he rose up to go meet the disciples, the Bible says that they were asleep. And Jesus looked at them and he says, Are you still sleeping and slumbering? And I wonder, Are you still sleeping and slumbering? Has the Lord woken you up? If you're listening to me this morning, I just pray and challenge you wake up. Wake up and say, Lord, use me in this hour, Lord. I want to make me a wise virgin. I want to be wise and trim my lamp. I want to be ready for you. I want to be ready for you. But you got to keep watch. You got to. Keep watch. You got to keep watch over your soul. You got to keep watch that you do not become slumbered and sleepy because it can't happen to us. You know, this word cosmeo speaks of us trimming our lamps, being ready for Jesus Christ, being ready for him that he may come at any moment, that he may have today might be the day that he returns. You know, the rapture of the church is also the resurrection of the believers who remain on the earth until the coming of the Lord. You know, it's uh, highly debatable when he will come. You know, and a lot of us treat the Bible as a math equation. We're trying to solve the problem, solve the dates, give a time. But let's stop making the Bible a math equation. And let's begin to serve the Lord. Let's begin to say, you know what, Lord God? Your love and my service equals saved souls. Can we just do that as a church, as our love and the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice equals saved souls and let's stop arguing and fighting about our theological differences. And Lord is coming. Whether you believe he's coming post or mid or pre-trib, get ready. Get souls ready. The Bible says that he who wins souls is wise. And that's an admonition from the, from the King Solomon we ought to be winning souls for King for King Jesus you know if there's any doctrine of the church of Jesus Christ that the devil would love to see removed from our churches is the fact that Jesus Christ may come at any moment the early church believed that Jesus Christ could come at any time as a matter of fact the first century church believed that the second coming would happen at their time but they didn't know That Jesus was going to allow the world to continue. And he was going to send out people to harvest souls. And so when Jesus comes, the Bible says he's finally going to put that devil in prison. He's going to send him to the bottomless pit according to Revelations 20. And the Bible says that Satan himself will get the longest prison sentence for all the destruction and the trouble and the trials that he's caused upon you. The Bible says that Jesus will take the keys and he will cast them into the bottomless pit. But the bridegroom of Jesus Christ will inherit a kingdom of heaven. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 25, if you can keep reading, in verse 31, he says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. You have an inheritance from the foundations of the world. You have a kingdom that you ought to inherit. But only those who are at his right hand will serve and know the Lord in this eternal kingdom. And so I want to remind you, look up because your redemption draweth nigh. Look up because Jesus is coming. Oh, I've heard that all my life, Pastor Danny. I've heard Jesus is coming. My grandpa used to tell me. My mom used to tell me. And guess what? He hasn't come. He'll never come. He is going to come. Now, there's a verse in the book of John. I think it's 9 verse 24. And he says, the hour is coming, the night is coming, when no one can work. Work while it is still day, because the night is coming when no man will work. Your night is coming. Your night comes at the coming of the Lord, when we can no longer work anymore. Your night may come at old age, where you can't go where you want to go anymore. You don't have the energy that you had at one time. You don't have the drive. You might have the vision, you don't have the energy, you don't have the drive, but that's when you begin to pray, Lord God, raise up successors, raise up people who will go. You know, now that we've been going to Mexico, on the way back, I thought, how many more could I take with me? How many more can I share the vision to go to the nations? You know, I once asked a pastor who had a nationwide ministry, I said, How did you get into the nations? He says, I didn't. The people on the side of me who believed we would go to the nations answered the call. He said, I preached it and preached it and preached it and preached it until they got the vision and they began to go. See, a lot of us say, Lord God, here am I. Send the pastor. Here am I, Lord. Send him. There's going to be a time when I can't go no more, but I would love to send. And maybe you can't go, but who are you sending See, you're either going or you're sending. And the Lord God is saying, I want to reach the nations. I want to reach souls. You know, Jesus Christ is coming for a church that is waiting for him. In Revelations 19, 14, it says, And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. They followed him on white horses. The Bible says in the book of 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, There will be a shout of an archangel with the voice of an archangel. And the dead in Christ will rise first. You know, there will be a rapture of the church. There will be a rapture of the church. Jesus himself was caught up. And just as Jesus was caught up in the clouds before the eyes of the apostles and all those who witnessed him in the garden and in Jerusalem, when Jesus was caught up, he commissioned them to go preach the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And just like he was caught up, we also will be caught up. And that's what he declared in Acts nine. He says, now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was caught up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Notice the Bible says, while they kept watch, Jesus Christ was caught up before their eyes. And the Bible says, to look up, watch, because you are also coming. and that was the instruction of the church. That's the example that the first century search church set for us is while they watched, Jesus was caught up. And I wonder, 21 centuries later, are we sleeping and slumbering, or are we watching? Are we watching? Are we watching? Well, brother, I'm preparing myself for the Lord. I'm preparing myself for, you know, food shortages. I got a text message from a brother in the Lord. He says, There's going to be food shortage, and there may be food shortages coming. But guess what? Jesus is coming too. There may be high inflation, but guess what? Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming real soon for a bride that is spotless and clean and holy. And I wonder are you preparing yourself? Are you watching? Or are you sleeping and slumbering? Well, what do I got to do to watch? Do I got to go to another prayer service? Do I got to start revival? No, you need to begin to aim yourselves for souls. Who are you winning? The Bible says that he who is wise wins souls. Who are you winning? When you're watching, you see people hurting. You see those walking the streets, you see the homeless, you see the drug addict, you see the prisoner. And you say, I got to take as many people with me. That's a life that is watching for the Lord. You're not only watching your own life, but you're watching the souls of other people. And this morning, I just want to make a declaration to you that if your life is dedicated to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and You're waiting for the bridegroom. You're not just waiting for yourself to be saved. You're not just waiting for your family to be caught up, but you're waiting for others. You're watching, setting guard over the souls of other people. Who are you taking with you to heaven? Who are you taking with you to heaven? I want to give you some prophecies in the Old Testament, some scriptures that reveal to us that we will be raised out of our earth graves, that there will be a rapture of the church And there's several verses. I'm going to close with these to remind us that the prophets of old, they had a vision of the rapture of the church. In Job 14, 13, the Bible says, Oh, that you would hide me in the grave, that you would conceal me until your wrath is past, that you would appoint me a set time and remember me, If a man dies, shall he live again? He asked that question. And then he says, all the days of my heart service, I will watch till my change comes. Notice that. He says, I will watch till my change comes. And that's that transformation. That's that made into the image and likeness comes. When that change comes, he says, I will be changed. The Bible says, we will not all sleep, but in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet of God, we will rise and we will be changed. How many of you guys know that Daniel himself said in Daniel chapter 12, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. David said in Psalm 17, 15, As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied. The word is, I shall be made complete when I awake in your likeness. In Philippians chapter 1, the apostle Paul says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. He's faithful to awaken you until the day of Jesus Christ. God is, you're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. And we ought to be living for the imminent return of Jesus Christ. That yes, Lord, you may be coming at a time. I'm not sleeping and I'm not slumbering, but I'm watching and I'm looking. Because you will only be be awoken. You will only awake if you remain awake. And that's the message of the second coming is Jesus Christ is coming for a woke church. Now, not woke, that the culture is being woke and the woke that we're experiencing right now, but Jesus is coming for a church that is awake. He's coming for wise. He's coming for the wise. So are you trimming your lamps? Are you making yourself ready? Do you have any oil? I am saving the oil, brother. I'm saving in reserves. I'm stocking up my food supply. But are you stocking up any souls? Are you saving souls? This morning, if the Lord has spoken to you, and we're going to continue this message. The Lord has spoken today. So you know what, Lord? I've fallen asleep and I've slumbered. I've slumbered in my prayer. I've slumbered in my intercession. I've slept in my evangelism. I've slept in my service. And this morning, Lord, I repent. Lord, I ask for forgiveness that you would awaken me, O oh Lord, that you would awaken me. This morning, if you want an awakening, I say, ask the Lord to awake you. May the Lord bless you and keep you, shine His face upon you, and give you His peace. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Stay awake, my faithful friends.